American corn farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers. Hey everyone, Alex Italanda here, and I just want to take a moment to tell you about our Ostium Season 6 Indiegogo campaign. Thanks to the Ostium Patreon, we're able to pay Team Ostium for their work, whether it's voice acting, sound design, editing, or artwork. With our Indiegogo campaign, our goal is to pay our whole team fairly, and you can help make that happen in two ways. One, by supporting the campaign. There are a variety of rewards from sticker packs to postcards to notebooks to signed copies of the Ostium book, and access to a brand new mini-series just for the campaign. And, two, by sharing the Indiegogo link with friends, family, and through your social media, and telling everyone about this campaign and why you want it to succeed. You can find the link in the show notes, or by going to Indiegogo.com and searching for Ostium Podcast. You can also find it on our social media pages. Okay, that's enough of me. Let's get on with our new Writing Walks episode. It is... 8.03 p.m. on Thursday, October 28th. This is Writing Talks, and I'm your host, Alex Italander. And as you can tell by the name of the show, I'm once again joined by the wonderful Sarah Ray Werner. How are you doing, Sarah? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we, we literally just talking with you. <laughs> yeah, we just had this conversation about how we're doing, and I'm happy to be here again, basically. So and I thank liked you. your your comment a few days ago about how, like, well, I guess we should just admit we have a show now. And it's like, well, this thing is well, but I got part of it was you kept recommending all these good books, which There's I was so then reading. And I was like, I need to talk to you about this. And it's like, what better place than here? I'm kind of glad we've created a little carved a little space, space in writing it. walks here to do it. And, Me too. You know, <laughs> to make it work out. So um today we're gonna be talking about your last recommendation, which you were reading last time. When we were recording our last episode, which is My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones, which came out this year, just, yes. just over summer. I think it was June or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And you finished it like last weekend and I finished it on Monday, right? Yes, it is fresh. <laughs> it is fresh. Yes, a fresh in our minds. Um, so I was going to start just by reading a little summary, give listeners an idea of what it's about, and then we'll take it apart. <laughs> Um, so Jade Daniels is an angry half Indian outcast with an abusive father, an absent mother, and an entire town that wants nothing to do with her. She lives in her own world, a world in which protection comes from an unusual source, horror movies, especially the ones where a masked killer seeks revenge on a world that wronged them. And Jade narrates the quirky history of Prufrock as if it is one of those movies. But when blood actually starts to spill into the waters of Indian Lake, she pulls up into her dizzying encyclopedic mind of blood and mass murders and predicts exactly how the plot will unfold. Yet even as Jade drags us into her dark fever dreams, a surprising and intimate portrait emerges, a portrait of the scared and traumatized little girl beneath the Jason Voorhees mask, angry, yes, but also a girl who easily cries, fiercely loves, and desperately wants a home. A girl whose feelings are too big for her body. My Heart as a Chainsaw is her story, her homage to horror and revenge and triumph. 
So overall wow. impressions. <laughs> wow. Okay. First, you know yeah, what? First of all, I have to hand it to whoever wrote that synopsis. Like that Goodreads, is so I don't know good. <laughs> that was real. That was a well-written synopsis and it matches the tone of the novel. Oh, it's wow. It's such a balance of you want to capture a reader's interest and really suck them into a book, but you also don't <sighs> want to give too much away, you know? Yeah. Oh, 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 that was okay. So that was really good. Um, first impressions. I did not know what to think going in. So I had read um, the only good Indian mm -hmm. or the only good Indians uh, by Stephen Graham Jones previously. Mm -hmm. So I had had a taste of his writing, but only a taste. And this was just, I don't know. I feel like he, he leveled up. He, <laughs> you know, just really brought his a plus game. Um, this, this book is so interestingly woven and it's done. So from the point of view of this teenage girl, like you said, who loves slasher movies, but it's just so much more than that too. She mm -hmm. has compassion. Uh, she has so much depth. This is one of the most deeply written characters and deeply felt characters that I've read in a long time. Um, and you think you kind of understand oh. her at certain points, and then you realize you don't as you learn more and more about her. It's really a, you know, yeah. unraveling of her character. It is up and until towards the end of the book. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's almost it struck me the pacing of this, and and the way that her character is revealed is almost the way in which we learn about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you go through something and you learn something about yourself, and we're learning about Jade as she learns about herself, as she finds her strength. And I know this is probably something other novels do, but like I've never just noticed it. Uh, shouting this loudly. <laughs> and I do have to say one more thing real quick. This book was recommended to me um, by my good friend, Marguerite Croft. Mm -hmm. um, and oh, good. I was going to recommend it to her. So I'm glad. Oh, I good. That <laughs> yes. No. And, and um, she is uh, an indigenous population and she um, recommended this and she basically recommended it saying, this is my life because she wow. grew up in small town, Idaho. Mm -hmm. And so she was That's just like, right, I've right. never read a book that was so me. And I was like, well, now I have to read it. And so props <laughs> to props, props to Marguerite for recommending my heart is a chainsaw. It just, oh my gosh, changed. It changed my life. This is the best book I've read all year. Now I know you're a horror fan, but are you a kind of a slasher movie fan too? I'm not, which is weird. And so it was, it was very strange. This book is like seriously 50% references to slasher mm -hmm. movies that I've never seen. <laughs> and like, that was like completely weird. I was only introduced to the concept of a final girl, mm -hmm. uh, which is a slasher thing, yeah. um, by another podcast I listened to called you are good. It used to be called why our dads. And I was listening to their episodes on the, the saw movies. And I was like, Oh, this concept of a final girl. That's interesting. And then immediately I read my heart as a chainsaw and I'm like, Oh, the final girl thing is back. Uh, and then I checked a book out from the library called, what is it? The final girl support group. Oh, wow. Have you heard of that one? No, <laughs> I haven't read it. So I can't vouch for it. Oh, is it we fiction or fiction? It's fiction. Oh, um, and it's, it's by the guy who wrote the Southern vampire slayers. Mm. I don't know. That's I can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That guy. Oh, cool. So okay. We might have to, to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause I've done, I haven't, I don't, I'm not really a, a slasher fan again. Don't like the, the Saw movies so much, but I like, I know, like I've done, I know what you've seen, I know what you did last summer, Scream, a lot of those classic ones that are awesome in their own little right, just what they did for the genre and everything too, yeah. yeah. So what were your impressions of the book? I feel like I just like kind of went off. So tell me, tell <laughs> I mean, me your really, thoughts. <laughs> definitely like, and it's a little different because I did it, I did the audiobook version, 
mm-hmm. um, which was read by Kara G, who is also an indigenous person. And um, she was, her big thing was on, um, blanking on the name, sci-fi show, really big. <laughs> Uh, I'm blanking on her name on the show she's in now too. Battlestar Galactica. Um, the The Expanse. Oh, The Expanse. The Expanse. Yeah, um, but she. Um, so I think it's maybe a little different because she, when you get you when you have such a good reader do such mm-hmm. a good job, she brings a lot to the story too. But definitely like being pulled right from the beginning. I think it was you know partly her doing it, but also the voice mm-hmm. of the book and the character and everything too. Just like like uh, kind of like you were saying you, you can't put it down you're really like gripped and wanting to keep following and sucked in and 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 again kind of jumping to because you're still thinking oh it's slasher movie whatever you know horror genre thing so you're kind of like okay let's apply that template to the book then and this is what's going to happen then and you're trying to fix the fix the rubric of you know how it's all going to fit in and then you're also think that's what she's trying to do jade and her own character and trying to do it too and mm. it's like as she keeps doing it things don't quite fit so then she has to bend her own rules to fit it and eventually like break her rules to make it work. And it doesn't really because it's not that. And that's what you get to like that two thirds point of like when it really hits her. She's like, I'm not in a slasher movie. This is not fake. This is real life. And that anything can happen. You don't know what's mm-hmm. up with it, you know? It's so good. It plays <laughs> on that line of sticking with the trope, subverting it mm-hmm. slightly, going back to the trope. Like it's just, and I don't want to spoil anything because it's so worth reading um or listening to in your case um (laughs) oh it's just yeah it it left me speechless and then I immediately closed it and then reopened it and wanted to start reading it right all over like just so I could catch everything I mean I like like like, yes there's plenty of references in it but I like you don't really if you're not really into slasher movies you can just enjoy the book this way because a lot gets explained and you kind of understand I mean at the end of I think it's every chapter really there's what they call the slasher 101 where she's doing extra credit papers for her history teacher and it's like going into the whole story of slasher films and all the tropes and all this stuff which is just so much fun yeah which i love i loved that and it's there's just so much depth of character that's revealed in so many different ways in this book and those little extra credit assignments that we get to see as the reader yeah um what was his name um the teacher mr shoot something with an h yep <laughs> but she calls him sir yeah. and he calls her jennifer like she clearly respects him a lot yeah 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 classes yeah 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 and it's like she says she always corrects him that's not my preferred name i want to go by jade and he says yeah. jennifer and it's just there's just so many small character moments of just caring that i didn't expect yeah. there's a lot of warmth and love in this book that i didn't yeah expect. for being such a kind of like dark broken character you really just love her and care so much for her and wanted to do you know get through all the troubles that she's in yeah I've really never rooted for a character this hard Mm -hmm. before I'd agree with that yeah 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 Yeah. Um, I also think with the with those slasher one-on-ones it kind of because again going like the horror style it's the building and building tension as you get Mm. towards the end of the book of what the big you know is there going to be a slasher moment? Our body's going to start piling up very likely. And so having these kind of slasher one-on-one breaks at the end of the chapter kind of gives you a moment to step back and breathe and just like, ah, oh, let's have a little bit of a little history lesson here 
relax mm. and then we're back into the fray. <laughs> I, I appreciate you saying that. And you're, you're absolutely right because the story was very intense. Like mm-hmm. it was a very intense read and even, you know, things go crazy like near the end because it's an ending. And I, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but as things are going crazy, like I found myself like trying to like skip ahead, like tripping over my own feet to mm-hmm. like, uh, figure out Find what out. was going on. So I, I almost wish that I would have listened to the audiobook in that regard, because it would have forced me to slow down and like, mm. listen word by word, instead <laughs> of like, Oh, I'm just gonna, just gonna page ahead. Like just anxiously, like, when, of course, you know, especially because when you get towards the end, that's when all the rules are broken and you don't know what's going to happen. Who's going to yeah. survive. What's going to turn out. Yeah. And yeah. That's what makes it so much fun. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, was there anything you, any weakness or something you didn't quite like about the book? Um, it took me a while to sink into the main character's voice, but I don't think this is a weakness. I think it's a strength because mm-hmm. the voice is so distinct and unique. I just wasn't used to um, reading something that intense and immediate. Uh, but once I got into it, I couldn't put it down. So I, you know what? That's not a weakness. That's a, that's a strength. Um, when I say, yeah, one thing, baby, it's just as you start with a character, you think, oh, this is this type of yeah. downtrodden, tough person. Oh, it's going to be. But then the more you find out about it, you're like, oh no, wait, there's much more here. There's much yeah. more, this is a real person. And again, you care so much for her. Yeah. Now um, I did listen to a um, YouTube video, which I'll link in the show notes for this with Stephen Graham Jones and Kara G kind of interviewing each other. And apparently Jade was not in the first draft of the book. Oh. And he's been, he's been working on this for a few years. And then suddenly Jade came out of nowhere as he developed the character <gasps> and became such a you know which seems crazy because it's like she is the story you know that's it's very you know interesting what? oh that's you know what oh you i don't remember if it's in the acknowledgements he has mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful acknowledgement sections i've ever read at the very end of this book and i had to read it because i couldn't stop reading this book so oh, i read all of the acknowledgements the, uh, that was not in the audiobook oh well, good um and i think he talks about it there about how he was not ready to write the book mm-hmm. yet and because it wasn't about Jade yet. And Jade was really, this character is what made the book click for him, but it was so interesting. He'd put, he'd put this book off. He'd put writing it off for years and years and years because he wasn't, it wasn't ready yet. And he said, I wasn't a good enough writer yet to tackle this story. And I'm like- I mean, it reminds me a lot of, um, Stephen Kate said the same thing with um, Under the Dome, which, you know, came out, whatever it was, 2000s. And he wrote it first time when he was like 19 or something before the stand, mm. I think. And it was just like, I, it's too big for me. I can't write this yet. But I find yeah. it interesting that it's the character that came later because I feel the only time I've ever had something like that, it's more that I've got a character, but I haven't mm. found the story yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same. I also write character first and it's just, so I wonder if he had the concept and then the plots and then just couldn't make it snap with the, and then and then Jade came along and he said, <laughs> um, and I even feel and in, like- And in the interview, he said how once he found Jade, the story wrote itself, you know, it yeah. just came, she just talked and he just put the words on the page that she it's was perfect. <laughs> which perfect. we're all familiar with. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the name of the town, Proof Rock? <laughs> all I thought oh. of every time I heard Proof Rock was the love song of J. Alfred Proof Rock. But yep, me too. Oh, yeah. P.S. Eliot. Yep, <laughs> the whole time. Unusual word. Yep, every time. <laughs> well, and then and then you know you wonder like, oh, what is it? Do I dare to eat a peach? You know, do I dare? And it's, it's fun with that, but I'm also wondering if it's just an actual real small town. I would think so. It sounds like a very white 
Midwestern whole name. Yeah. I have not, I have not done enough research to, I should have like looked that up briefly. It would have taken a two second Google search, but there's just something really amazing about, you know, cause the story overall, well, it's about slashers, but if you take a step back too, it's about colonization. It's about taking over a space. Um, and, and proof rock is just such a prissy sounding, like white people name. And it's just, I don't know. So I, I enjoyed that aspect of seeing what happened to, well, in the, that is, that is part of the story too. When you have these rich white people moving in, they're building in the fancy area of town. Their, their big mansions aren't ready yet. So they live on their giant luxury yachts. <laughs> just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this new space is called Terra Nova. So the yeah. new world, like it's mm-hmm. just so, there's just so many layers going on here. And fusing, and stuff. Yeah, lots oh, of stuff fusing that lots with of a, yeah. Fusing that with a slasher tail. Like it's just, it just goes so deep. It cuts so deep. And then as I mentioned to you the other two, we had a link with um, our last episode we did when we talked about the fishermen where we mm. have another lake with a buried town underneath except this one has a a real ghost underneath it or something yeah going on. yeah well it's so funny because cool. like well you texted me and you're like hey did you notice the connection with the fishermen and i was <laughs> like oh you mean that they're both really dark stories of what, like and you're like no 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 there's like a literal <laughs> yeah <laughs> not metaphorically <laughs> they're both about drowned towns and it's just like but we talked about this with the fishermen too. Like, what a cool concept. Well, and I'm just thinking now because another slasher movie that got mentioned in there that isn't really thought of as a slasher movie is Jaws, which was great mm. with how Jade explained all that. And again, you've got this idea of, you know, there's lots of involvement with the water and people falling in the water. And just like the idea that there's this old dead town underneath with something possibly going on. You've got a, a Similarity with Jaws there, something under the water that could come and get you at any moment. Oh, absolutely. Well, and then looking at like, how does that reflect what's going on with the colonization, like taking over towns and taking Mm -hmm. over land. And it's just, I feel like I need to read this book three or four more times to like Mm -hmm. fully digest And I feel like I enjoyed it so much. It's like, I might just add this as my regular Halloween read every year now, you know, because it fits in so nicely. Even though the big event occurs on 4th of July, it feels like a good Halloween. Feels like Halloween. (laughs) As it references all the slasher movies. (laughs) It's Halloween in spirit. How about that? Um, I did want to talk a little bit about how his actual writing and language he used really just um, caught me up. Mm -hmm. Um, I did uh, write down one uh, metaphor he did he was talking about when jade was basically so her kind of day job she does is she's a janitor and helping clean up the school and stuff like that and so it was this little scene with her cleaning up um, trash out on the school grounds and it was a candy wrapper and i've got it here where i wrote it down um, and it was saying jade has to jog to catch a candy wrapper trying to make it to the f- tall grass candy wrappers are always the fastest something about their no friction paper and their basic weightlessness and how each upflung tatter is another sale it was just like, you've got this little throwaway scene of her collecting trash. And yet he put so much in this like candy wrapper that it was just like, oh man, it just hit me. And there were tons of similes and metaphors throughout the book like that. It was just like, he actually reminded me of a, another author, Michael Shabon, who I've, I've seen that a lot in his writing too. And it's one of those things where I think I'm at the time like, my damn, how did you write that? And just put that on the page. It's amazing. You must've just come to your head or whatever. But I think over time I realized it probably didn't just come to your head. It's through work and edits and time that you 
you shape things and, and it's taken me a long time to kind of realize that that your your writing isn't done that mm. first time you need to work at it constantly and edit it and might like in his case it took years to get it to that point that that's when you get those incredible lines yeah well and even i even just love honoring the small details like that mm-hmm. and and creating essentially a poem around this mundane yeah. moment you <laughs> <Yes>. know <laughs> It's just, it's just completely. Beautiful. But I think it also kind of reflects on on Jade's character too, in her mm-hmm. own little world, and just how yeah, she is very kind of shut out, mm-hmm. and ostracized in so many parts, and that she takes enjoyment in little moments, being by herself and having to make yeah. more out of them because she doesn't have connections with everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and also that little clip reminded me I had forgotten that the novel is in present tense, mm-hmm. and I know I know several readers who like refuse to read anything in present tense, but I got so swept up in it. Um, please do not, uh, uh, you know, dismiss this book because it's mm-hmm. in present tense. It really heightens the the tension, the fear, Definitely. the real quality of it, the now, now, now immediacy of it of escaping. And what's going to happen to the character? Because exactly. You just Exactly. So anyway, I, I appreciated that too. So that, that kind of sums up. Any other final thoughts? I think we got to the end here. Please read this book, I guess, is my final <laughs> yes, thought. I mean, it's, really it's, just, yeah. I mean, and that title, just, yeah. the title is just like, that may be one of the best titles I've ever heard. And oh, it doesn't get you. mentioned later on in the book, like when she says it, I was like, okay, there it is. But still, it's just like, man, talk about grabbing you and just, because it could have easily been called like, proof rock or jade or you know slasher 101 anything like that that would have been okay but this was just like oh man yeah it's it's the opposite of the fisherman you know yeah. it's like yeah, exactly <laughs> like oh this gets like hyper yeah. i don't know just just intense i guess and of course once you've read all the book you're like okay yeah this applies to everything that has happened for every yeah. character and every level and every situation and subplot. Yeah. yeah well, and it charts her growth too, because she starts earlier on in the book. She says, I think my heart is a bowstring, mm. you know, and she, and she goes through, you know, three or four times throughout the book. Um, her heart is something else. And, you know, until it, her heart is a chainsaw and it's like, it's just beautiful. Right. And you kind of get that with her physical too, with how she's yeah. changing her hair constantly and yes. it eventually just shaves it all off. It's just so good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know if there's any plans for a sequel or a continuation with her character? Yes, because I know this because I looked on Goodreads and mm-hmm. this is now number one where it wasn't before. This is number one in a series. And I'm like, oh, yes, the, uh, the Indian Lake trilogy. Yes. Yeah, Indian yep. Lake trilogy is what I wrote down. So I was like, oh, cool. So I'm very excited. Uh, yes. <laughs> very happy about that. Okay. Yeah. Good. All righty. Uh, anything else for the book? Other than again, yeah, go read Just it. Just read it, go buy read it. it. It's so good. If listen you need to, to get it, the read audiobook, it. Uh, the way mm-hmm. I got the audiobook completely for free was through my library. You can just request stuff through your library on audiobook. Your taxes go to pay for it, so it's free. And guess it. it, you know, <laughs> use them. Use yeah. it. Or just get the book and request it. Yeah. Um, Libraries are magic. So let's move on. I wanted to talk a little bit about the writing side, just for a little, bit, little subject on um, with how, um, with Stephen Graham Jones, how he was didn't have the character at first. Have you ever had that in your writing ever where you have a main character that just comes from nowhere and then drives the story or, Mm. or had a story without a main character that you then find? I'm going to make this real easy and just say, no, this is, (laughs) this was like a complete, and then like reading that Stephen Graham Jones did that was very, interesting and Mm -hmm. and it just really makes me want to talk to him about his writing process like Mm -hmm. 
if, if I don't have um, a main character, I can't start a story. Yeah. And I don't know if that's... That, so the girl in space, yeah. did you just have X I started right with away X. and it was all X and X just made it happen? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and I don't know, I wonder too, if that's just, if, if that's a weakness, like, oh, I have to have some sort of self-insert or the story can't happen. Or if it's just, you know, my process and, and that's just mm-hmm. where I start as a writer. How about you? Yeah, I mean, again, same thing. I feel like with Austin, it started with Jake Fisher. He just started telling his little story. I was like, okay, that's where it came from. That's pretty much always how it is. And then further down the line, once you get the feel for the character, that's when you can start to fill in Mm. stuff around and build the world and and things like that. Um, Again, it's pretty incredible that he didn't have that with the character, but then to know this isn't ready yet, I need to just put this aside. I don't feel I've ever done that. I either like try to make it work and if it doesn't, then I'm done with it and that's mm-hmm. gone, you know? <laughs> so he needed the character to make it happen. He was just mm-hmm. waiting for her to come along. <laughs> Again, my heart is a chainsaw. Go read it. <laughs> All right, so um, our recommendations this time are gonna be our Halloween reads. What's a Halloween read you like to read every year? So mine's a little bit of a throwback, um, but I've read this book several times now. Uh, the October Country by Ray oh, Bradbury. Wonderful. That wasn't yours, was it? Okay, I didn't no. want to like okay. close, but no. Oh, okay, it's uh, it's it's beautiful. It's mm. Halloween themed. Every single story in there. Well, most of the stories in there are amazing. Um, my favorite is Jack in the Box. It's yeah, it's mind blowing. <laughs> if you haven't read it, it's just a masterwork of uh, Halloween themed short stories. So please do check it out. It's just gorgeous. Uh, have you read um, October in the Chair by Neil Gaiman? No, I've never <laughs> even heard of it. Is it's that your a short recommendation? Story in his, is it? I think it's Fragile Things. No, it is my recommendation. But okay. it was, I think it was either dedicated or attributed to Ray Bradbury or or something like that. Um, and it's called October in the Chair. And I think it's in Fragile Things. Yeah, that collection. Oh, okay, um, I'm going to have to read it. And again, I know because I've read it. And also we went, went to a new game and reading and he read that story. And I think it was fall when he read it. And we're just like, and this is when he's, you know, he's so big now that he doesn't do individual like meeting everyone. It's just like, I'm going to sign 2000 copies. You get a copy of the book and then sit back and let me read to you. And it was pretty special. Um, my recommendation is another Ray Bradbury book, though, The Halloween Tree. <gasps> I've never read it. Oh, it's wonderful. So it's, and it's more of a kid's book, but um, they basically have, I think it's five or six kids who are all your classic different uh, characters who suit up for Halloween and go on their trick-or-treating. And then where is, he's in Illinois, I think, isn't he? Usually all this stuff, I think Ray Bradbury's, I think it's there. Um, And there's this, and then they're in this weird little town. And then there's this old, like giant, creepy haunted house place that they all go to to visit. And there's, um, a guy there, I'm trying to remember his full name. I can't, the last name is Mound Shroud is his name. And oh, he's wow. like, so is it trick or treat, kids? And basically he takes this on the, the, this like magical journey that travels through time and goes through the history of Halloween from oh. like cave people times discovering fire and they're knowing about fear and then going through the history of like witches and ending with... Um, Dia de los Huertos and in Mexico and stuff like that. And just like a really wonderful job of just covering all the different histories, the development of cathedrals and gargoyles in France and all this stuff. And it <gasps> and, and they basically travel through it all bit by bit. Yeah. And it's really was fun. this was this made into a really creepy animated movie? 
Probably, yeah, like the 80s or something, I think it was. Yes, I have seen this. (laughs) But the book is really wonderful. The one one critique is because it's written in like the 50s, it's all white boys doing all the stuff, which is kind of annoying. But otherwise, it's still a really wonderful tale that goes through all the history of of religion and and story of Halloween and stuff like that, which is a lot of fun. Love it. I love it. I'm going to have to read it now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's my, I do it every Halloween. (laughs) And again, I get the audiobook, which you can do in like two hours. <laughs> oh, then that's perfect. I mean, especially <laughs> yeah. if you're trying to hurry up with your Goodreads challenge for the year and reach your number of get books. Done. I will end by saying I did. Well, I didn't get to meet Brave Bradbury once, but I got to go to a reading back in college. It was actually oh my, um, my wife and I, and our first date we went on because he was doing, this was in Long Beach, in Long Beach State, and he was doing a reading there and she was running the light. So we were in the booth together watching him. And she was one of, that was one of her favorite authors that she loved. So she has a few, at least one or two books of his sign and stuff like that. And, oh my yeah, gosh. Amazing guy. I love that. <laughs> Beautiful. So I don't know that happy note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Sarah. This has been a joy as always. And Thank you, Alex. I'm glad we're on the same page with this incredible book my heart is a chainsaw again well, and the ray bradbury thing yeah <laughs> again go read it uh yes. especially with the sequel coming you know you, you that way you can read it now and then read it again when the sequel comes out oh heck yeah read it as many <laughs> times as you can and let us know what you think i'm yeah, really definitely. excited mm-hmm. to share this yeah all right thanks again sarah thank you Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The, I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.